Hey, this is Bruce Boudreau, and you're listening to Empty Betters with Nick Mack and Harrison. Everybody and welcome back to episode 178 of Empty Betters. I'm your host Harrison Scholes. I'm going to toss it across the screen to my co-host Nick Manella. What's going on, my friend? Dude, what's going on? Happy Fourth, boys. Um, had some fun over the weekend. I'm sure you guys did as well. So, a little bit tired for this one. That's an understatement. Yeah, I think running on fumes is a appropriate. Uh, Appropriate saying at this point. I'll yeah. touch on my weekend in a little bit, but before I do, I want to toss it across the screen to my other co-host up in Wisconsin, Mac Vogel. What's going on, my friend? Not much, fellas. I had a good weekend as well. Um, had a lot of fun. Had too much fun, probably, but um, here we are. We're ready to recap some free agency. I feel like this was a a really crazy one, given how there wasn't that many like huge names available going into all of it, but. A lot of, lot of musical chairs, which we'll get into uh, shortly here. Absolutely. And then last but not least, I can actually say that this week, Mr. Jackson Gross, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, had a pretty quiet 4th of July, just kind of stayed in and just hung out with uh, with the family for a while, watched some Harry Potter. So it was kind of nice. nice doing that. There you go. Uh, just tired today because I've basically been rearranging my room for those who pay attention to my background that's now my door and now i have this nice poster right here so i was gonna say that it looks a little different yeah, yeah got the full studio set up going now yep got to look professional like the rest of you guys so <laughs> mac what did you get into this weekend i feel like i saw like a couple snap stories or something <laughs> and it looked like a hell of a time so um <clears throat> me and one of my roommates alex we kind of went on like a beach bender for like a few days in a row um <laughs> We live really close to the beach at Lake Michigan, like uh, 10 to 15 minute walk, depending on how much shit we're lugging with us. Um, But we also bought one of those like Costco wagons so we can load up the cooler, the speaker, the towels, everything, and just wheel it down to the beach, which is nice. Um, But yeah, we, we were at the beach for at least two hours, four days in a row. Um, Then also ended up going to the Brewers Cubs game yesterday uh saw some fireworks i really packed a lot in it was it was a fun weekend saw a ton of different friends um and just kind of unwinded it was awesome yeah it looked like a solid weekend it took me uh two and a half hours to get to arlington virginia on friday night because of yep. rush hour and rainstorm yep that blows to to, to say that i was shaking uh, that drive sucks man it's, it's so bad yeah, it's it's not a fun one. Also got reminded that um DC is so different than Baltimore in so many ways. It's oh yeah, it's very strange. We went to this like speakeasy deli place. I don't know what the name of it was. Someone I'll, I'll ask uh, someone I was with and they'll they'll be able to educate me. You walk in and it's like this like sub shop. I was thinking about you guys because I was like, I gotta say this on the show. It's like a Jersey Mike's when you walk in. It's like menu, like you have all your toppings in front of you under the glass. 
And then to the left, there's like this like door that looks like it goes to like a big fridge. And it's this giant bouncer. And he's just like kind of like nods your head. And if you're not eating, you go there, they open up and it's like this like nightclub. I was like, what the hell? And it was all behind like this whole sub shop. I was thinking of you guys because I was thinking, I don't even know if we would have made it behind. I think we would have just <laughs> ended up getting the Sammies. But uh, yeah, it was a fun weekend. Happy Fourth of July to everyone doing this uh, the day after. Uh, but we'll cut the pitter patter and get right at her here. We are going to toss it off to Mac for the QOTD. Yeah, so this one's not too weird, actually, for once. This is uh, a little bit thematic. I was thinking about this over the weekend on one of my days on the beach. What do you guys think is the best or your favorite or however you want to think of it? What's the best like silly little outdoor game? Like, you know, you've got like bags or, or um, you know, cornhole, whatever you want to call it. You've got can jam. You've got like, I'm even going to include like beard eye. Like it doesn't have spike to be ball, a drinking something game. Like that. Yeah, spike balls in there for sure. Uh, what's like the best little like beach or like park game like that? And then after your answers, I'm going to tell brief, very brief story that I thought was really cool. Something I saw this weekend that's related. It's hard for me to pick against cornhole spike ball. I have to definitely be in the like move around mood for, you know, cornhole is just something to do while you're drinking. Yeah. Spike ball is tough if it's like a really hot day on the beach. Yeah. You just don't want to be like moving around constantly. I'm a big like if the wind is not like being an asshole that day if i can get just a good back and forth with like a, a buddy and a football i'm happy yep or frisbee but that yep. one especially you need the wind to cooperate yeah taking a mitt down with a baseball is always a top tier choice that's what that, every mm-hmm. all four of the days that i went uh i i have a real nice catcher's mitt i was a catcher when i played ball back in my heyday and uh it's just something so satisfying about Hearing that the ball just popped in that catcher's mitt. Playing a lot of catch on the beach this weekend. I'm actually going to go off of that and I'm going to say wiffle ball. Just because um, for a few years when I was younger, we'd go to uh, a family reunion in this place in West Chicago and they'd have like a wiffle ball field that kind of looked like Wrigley Field a little bit. So that was always a lot of fun to do. And I think it's just a nice casual way to still play baseball without like having to actually be good at it. Right. Yeah. Plus, you don't have to have all the equipment. Like, mm-hmm. you don't even need a glove. You can just stick a person out there and have them catch the ball or whatever. We've and been when, getting back into wiffle ball a lot this summer. And when you like bean your cousin with it, it's not going to like, you know, kill him. Yes. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. I would definitely say catch with a mitt is like not football, but with a baseball. Probably my um, favorite. You want to know the silliest? I got one for you. Okay. This is at some bars, it's at some beach houses. I don't want to say it's fun. It's just silly to me. I don't know the name of it either. It's that one where you the ring have game, the, the ring game, and you drop the ring, and it has to like hook, a, like wrap around the hook, and it takes like seventeen thousand tries. It drives me nuts. So senior year, I lived in a house, a very old house on Marquette's campus, and one day I was super bored, and I engineered my own uh, that game out of like household <laughs> of the items. Like I took like a like a shower, like the kind of hook you hang on the back of like a door to like put your towel on it. Yeah, I like, like I like screwed one of those into the wall, like upside down and then like took like a long piece of yarn that we had and like tied it around like a bent nail that I hangered into the ceiling. It was this whole elaborate thing, but it was actually a very fun like game to just have in the house to like kill time while we're waiting to go to the bar or something like that. But 
I have that on uh, the pool deck here. My dad's insanely good at it. It's like first or second try every single time. Dads are always good at that. Once you figure out the angle, yes. you can almost every time get it. It's, yes. it's super fun, though. What's your uh, little story over the weekend that you were saying? So maybe I've told this to a few people. I'm like, I've gotten 50-50 like, whoa, that's crazy. And then the other people <laughs> like, oh, you've never seen that before. So I don't know which one you guys will fall on. But I was at the beach and... Um, I see this guy digging a hole, right? Like with a shovel, like a little mini, like proper shovel, not like a plastic one, but like one of those fold up nice metal shovels. And he's just going after it. And I said to my buddy, I was like, is there any simpler pleasure to a man than just digging a giant hole on the beach? Cause like, I, no joke, I've done that before. And I think it's pretty fun. Yeah. It's and better I thought than that's sitting what he was, there. Right. I thought that's what he was mm-hmm. doing. And I don't know. We're just playing catch with a mitt and 20, 30 minutes go by. And I look back over and he's kind of like across the beach, this guy who was digging. And I realized there was a purpose to what he was doing. And I saw what he like, what the finite, what the goal was. And I was very impressed. I was like, that's one of the more innovative, like 20 something year old ideas I've seen in a while. But basically he, he dug two giant holes and all the sand that he's pulling out of the hole, he was pushing up into a big mound in front of the hole. And the holes were like facing each other. So now you've got two mounds that are facing each other. And behind each one is like a hole that you can like hide behind. And they drove beer pong cups into the mound, like yeah. on, on each mound and just I've played beer pong. But like, you don't have to worry about the cups like falling off because... Yeah, they're driven into the sand and you don't even have to fill them with that much water, if any, because, again, they're just in. Yeah. The, and obviously you just drink like one beer that you're holding. So you don't get right. sand in your drink or whatever. But <clears throat> I don't know. I, I saw that and I was like, OK, that's genius. I didn't expect that when he was digging the hole. But it is well, so much better impressed. than lugging like a full ass folding table to the exactly. beach because you're yeah. a psycho yeah. if you do that. Yeah. No, yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I'm all about the innovation and like the convenience. Yeah. If you get a, a group of guys, you can have, you know, like you said, there's two holes, two diggers. Yeah. That's uh, not a bad thing. No, and they had, a, they had a whole group there. There was probably six or eight of them like switching off, playing, taking turns. I'll give you a whoa, that's crazy. I'm down with that one. Fair enough. Cool. Yeah. Just a reminder that that QOTD was presented by Brackish Life. If you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It is Real Bay apparel made by Real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh Brackish life. I bet you those guys were most definitely wearing UV protected shirts to keep them safe from the sun. Right, Mac? Definitely. No doubt. Absolutely. All right, let's uh, let's move on to the free agency recap here. We're going to do this by division to try and keep this somewhat organized. So we're going to start in the Pacific. <clears throat> and keep in mind, this is all stuff that has happened since our last recording, which I believe was like literally on draft night. So mm. bear that in mind. And uh, might not mention some of the very small AHL minor league two-way contract deals. So don't get your uh, panties in a bunch over that. All right, start with Anaheim. Elite NHL sniper Radko Gudis gets signed to Orange County. Three years, $4 million per. They get Alex Kalorn, who finally leaves the Tampa Bay Lightning, at four years, $6.25 mil per. Your guys' thoughts on these two moves for the Ducks? I like both of them. And one quick thing I want to say about Gudis. Honestly, 
I, hats off to the guy because when he left Washington, I really felt like this was going to be one of those guys that just kind of peters out and isn't in the NHL in a year or two. But he's really like proved that he has a, a worth, that he has a value, that he has a role to play on some team and that somebody needs him and will pay him decent money to do what he does best, which is just, you know, obviously he's not the fastest skater or the best goal scorer, but he makes a difference out there and he's annoying as shit to play against. So I, I, that's a solid deal. If anything, I was like, damn, did, they kind of paid him a lot. I would, wasn't totally expecting that, but I think the Kalorn deal is also solid and they added Robert Hag too. Not bad. I was surprised, um, you know, that Kalorn gets six and a quarter per year for four years. Um, I thought that was a little bit high. Maybe that's just the way we're going with Tampa needing to dump cap now, but you know, who knows? Uh, but I echo everything you said about Gudis. I thought when he left the caps, we were probably looking at maybe one, two more seasons in the NHL. And then maybe he would go back to, you know, playing in Europe or something, but hats off to the guy. Well-deserved. Yeah. I think the biggest thing was that for Anaheim is they needed some veteran leadership. I mean, 100%. they've lost so much over the past few years with Getzlaff, Perry, and so many other guys leaving. So I think, Gudis and Kalorn especially will be great mentors for some of these younger defensemen and forwards like a Trevor Zegris and uh, uh, Leo Carlson now. So, and in terms of Kalorn's contract and kind of agree with Nick, but it's also the fact that I think Anaheim probably had to overpay a little bit concerning where they finished in the standings last year. I mean, he's going from a playoff team to a team that it was had a top three pick this year. So totally understandable from where Anaheim's coming from. That and you have to make up for all the money he's going to lose in state tax in California because they're going to take like <laughs> half his paycheck. <laughs> yeah, yep. didn't think about that one. Uh, moving on, and I agree with everything that you guys said, especially Jay regarding the veteran leadership. The Edmonton Oilers they get capital legend Connor Brown. <laughs> Thoughts? But like eight games, not even. <laughs> yeah. Dude, this one frustrates me so much. I, I, just, want, I, I wanted to hear Mac on this I one. I just wanted to get him back for one year. Like, I wanted to sign him to this exact deal, and I don't really understand why we, like, couldn't. Like, I would have gone up to 1.1. Yeah, easily, but I just don't really get why. I don't know if we just didn't try or if he just didn't want to stay in D.C. or what, but, like, it sucks to me that, like, this was a guy I was really excited last year to give, like, a one-year deal to and be like, Let's see what this guy does. Like, I really had a good feeling about him being like, you know, nothing crazy, but but being a, a guy that mattered on that team. And it just sucks that we'd never get to really see how that would have worked out. And I, I got a bad feeling he's going to have like a really solid year in Edmonton, too. I think last year was just really unlucky for him with the way everything went. I think had he stayed healthy, I think he would have been a staple on the Washington Capitals second line. Yeah, and he could have been getting paid more than this and more term right now too, but everyone's like, well, we don't really know what your deal is because we haven't seen you play post-injury. And, but yeah, who knows? Maybe he would have had 20 goals with the Caps last year and he'd be signing like a three-by-three three with somebody right now. I don't know. Exactly. Put him somehow on McJesus's line and he'll probably end up with a contract that's like $5 million next year or something crazy. <laughs> but uh, moving on to L.A., they get two goaltenders, Cam Talbot and big save Dave, David mm -hmm. Riddich. Uh, I mean, they're just filling in some depth there. I believe Corpusalo was on his way. He left. I'm not mistaken. Correct. Yeah, he left. The list, so. I kind of, I kind of vibe with this. Honestly, I love this. I, a I lot. think these are two like 
fuck it goalies who who they're like <laughs> we do not want to spend a bunch of money on this we got they're they're rolling the dice that one of these dudes is gonna be able to figure it out enough to win i don't know 25 30 plus games that's probably the bare minimum that they're looking for out of out of somebody unless they end up really splitting time or something which could happen i mean maybe they each win like 20 yeah i think you know Talbot, I think you go in there, you would probably assume he gets the starting, you know, job, but given how he's played recently. Yeah, yes. This yeah. is a huge BSD or LSD, depending on if it's a formal or informal occasion podcast. So, <laughs> I mean, I will die on the hill that I am a David Riddich truther. I mean, the guy does everything you need him to do. I just want everyone listening to fully soak in what Nick and Mac are saying about Cam Talbot and David Riddich. <laughs> And remember that when we get to Tristan Jari in Pittsburgh, I just want to—I just want to <laughs> say that. So, we'll, to, we'll get uh, there to be the voice of reason here for a second, I feel like this is just two big heaping piles of mid that they hope is like. <laughs> it's like they traded Jonathan Quick, who was like their cow, for like two magic beans that are either going to grow a beanstalk a to comparison. get like a golden Stanley Cup, or they're going to crap out and like spawn a disease so yeah that's pretty good it is always funny to me right when like teams like just pick two like journeymen and they're like i don't know you like you'll (laughs) figure this out right i mean we basically do it last year i know samson i'm not really a journeyman at that age but still just two guys that they just grabbed from somewhere else and they were like i don't know one of you guys figure it out and Sometimes one of them does. Sometimes both of them do. And with the Leafs, sometimes none of them do. None yeah. Of them. Oh, Ugh. man. Uh, the San Jose Sharks, they get the Duke. Anthony Duclair from Florida for Steven Lorenz in a fifth. Uh, I love, love that, that move. Love this that is move. so cool. Jersey will be ordered very, very soon. Oh, yeah. So you'll have, a what, three Sharks jerseys at that point? <laughs> yeah, after not having one like two months ago. <laughs> I would say that's a very low risk, high reward move. I think that works out well for the Sharks. Also, uh, the see- seventh NHL team now for the Duke. Really? Holy hell! Yeah, that's insane. Wait a minute. What? Yep. I'm trying to think if I can name them all. Arizona, Florida, New York, Florida, Chicago, Ottawa. I knew Ottawa. Who Wait, he was on I the missing? Rangers. I forgot yeah. about that. Damn. Did you say the Panthers? Oh yeah. Yeah. You're missing one. I'm missing one, and then San Jose. It's it's Metro. The Jackets. Yes. Yeah, I forgot wow, about that too. Nick, good I was job. about yeah. to say that. Yep. He uh he was with Ottawa in 2018-19. Got tr- or no, he got traded to Ottawa from Columbus that yeah. year, and then spent the next year with Ottawa. I knew the Senators won, um, but yeah, the Duke over to San Jose. Uh, the Seattle Kraken, they get Brian Dumoulin, thank God, uh, for two <laughs> years at 3.15 mil per. Hey, they come on pick- now. That guy served as a really solid he... D-man for your team for a while. You're going to throw him under the rug that easily? I will give Brian Dumoulin my salute to service. Thank you for everything. It was a pleasure, but my God, the last couple of years were really painful to watch. Um, I wish him all the best. Seems like a great guy. I will forever remember him in the parade with four Bud Lights going straight to the dome with his jersey like over his head from the back. It's an all-time pick. 
right. Um, That's better. Yeah. That's a better send off. Yeah. I, but I respect, I respect the shit out of him, but it was, it's been a rough couple of years here, Brian, let's be honest with each other. Uh, and then Yamamoto also goes over to Seattle. So a uh, couple minor moves there. Nothing really crazy. A couple depth moves. I like the Yamamoto move for them. Yeah. One and a half million for a year. Um, I was a little bit surprised that he got traded. And then what was it? Detroit that bought him out. Like uh, instantly following that trade from Seattle he, or um, from uh, Edmonton. Uh, I think you're right on that. I think you're right on that. We'll say you're right on that. Cool. Roll with it. Sure. Doesn't really matter one way or another. He ends up in Seattle. Uh, Vancouver looks like Jim Rutherford is trying to bring back the 2017 Penguins for some reason for like the fifth time. Uh, Ian Cole, one year, three mil per Teddy Bluger, one year, 1.9 mil per. And then, uh, Susie, they end up extending him, uh, with that say three years at 3.25 mil per. So and a couple don't forget moves. capitals legend, Matty Irwin. Yeah. Who could forget? Um, I, I, I don't think if I'm a Canucks, yeah, if I'm a Canucks fan, like, what is this? What are you doing? You're, what is your right? Is just a big grab bag of yeah. like, like the most random NHL players from the last couple of years. <laughs> like, actually, the Vancouver Canucks, like, they had what they upset the Blues in the first round of the playoffs following the Blues winning the Stanley Cup, correct? Uh, I thought they I can't lost remember. that, series. or did they lose that series? It I was know. close. Either way, they were in the they were in the playoffs against the Blues. Demko was playing great, and it has just been a steady yep. slide back into mediocrity for them. Mickey Mouse bubble series, yeah, yep. big time. That is true. I was gonna yeah. say that that sounds like a it, <laughs> that sounds like a bubble series. The sad part is, is this isn't even Jim Rutherford. This is their new guy, Patrick Alvin, who they named I, as GM in January of last year. Uh, is Rutherford not like hockey? I thought he was like I knew he, I thought he was like hockey after some, but you might be right. Um, yeah. Regardless, it's like it, it's just a straight like Max said. It's like the four most random names you could pick. Why do I feel like you know how like pun intended? Calgary's having like a complete fire sale. Like everyone wants out of there. I feel like Vancouver is just three steps behind them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I apologize. I don't know why I said re up Carson Susie. I re- I read Seattle before that, and my brain went. So uh, they signed him. Going to move on to the Central Division. Going to start off with the Arizona State Coyotes. Jason Zucker, another salute to service. Thanks, dude. Appreciate you, but you're always hurt. Just like the next guy, Nick Bukestad, no salute to service. You're always actually hurt. And, and then the, the another salute guy. to service, <laughs> Alex Kalchenyuk, also always hurt. Three ex-Penguins, all in the Yotes. All Three band-aids. The yeah. just, I I'm think... Just- Galchenyuk was playing with the Colorado Eagles last year. Who yeah, are I don't the think he's really like farm I was, team. I was wondering if that one was even just like a contract thing that they, like he's not even going to see NHL time. But if it's the Yotes, he might. Who knows? Yeah. I'm just glad they're starting to take a step up from paying guys who are never going to play to guys who <laughs> may play like 45 to 50 games if they're lucky at this point. So good job, Arizona. You're you're moving up in the world and hopefully out of Arizona soon. There you go. Ouch. Oof. Yeah. Sorry to the three Coyotes fans listening. So. Oh, ouch. Oof. God, Jay. Oh, my God. What'd they do to you? 20th, um, the year after the Stanley Cup, I will never forget them. It was a uh, year or two years after the first one. Oh, true. Well, the fact that you can say the first one is more than most can say. So, uh, all right. I don't think there's much to say there. Chicago, they get Ryan Donato, and they also got Corey Perry in a trade 
from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Jay, what are your thoughts? Uh, good depth, guys. Uh, Corey Perry's going to be the absolute muscle that uh, Connor Bedard needs. Uh, also would like to say salute to service to Mr. Josh Bailey for his 35 minutes uh, in Chicago. Uh, I don't know if he signed anywhere else, but thank you for getting us a second round pick. The the $5 million is is all yours, buddy. Thank you. You've meant so much to this organization, and it's, I hate to see you go. <laughs> a good way to look at it. That was a good way to look at it, yeah. I, I like that optimism. Uh, yeah, a couple moves for Chicago. I like that Perry signing a lot. Yeah, I like the Donato one too. I think he's gonna have like a little bit more of an opportunity to find some uh Mm -hmm. like top six minutes here. He had some hot some hot moments last year. He's definitely potentials there. For sure. Uh Colorado, many who are crowning the preseason favorites to win the Stanley Cup. We'll see about that. Uh Miles Wood, he gets a six-year contract at 2.5 mil per. They extend Bo and Byram, two years, 3.85 mil per. We got a Mooseheads reunion. We got Jonathan Druen and Nate McKinnon back together. They signed Druen to a one-year deal. They had Andrew Cogliano to a one-year deal and Jack Johnson to a one-year deal. What are your guys' thoughts on Colorado's moves? I like the bridge deal for Byram. I know he's been dealing yeah. with some injury stuff in the past, so I, I get that's why the term isn't a little bit longer for someone with that much promise around them. The Duran one is going to be interesting. It's very low risk, high reward, but I also sort of get the impression that this might be like, hey, this kind of is your last kick at the can this time. Aside from maybe Miles Wood and obviously Byron thing is like you said, bridge deal, but the other three, Druin, Cogliano, Johnson, I mean, I don't really see any of that mattering that much. Like, I feel like all three of them are going to be either hurt or just not factor into like what's happening that much personally. I think they're all just kind of like, like, do you see Jack Johnson being the seventh defenseman yeah, when they yeah, hit the playoffs? Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And then like Cogliano, I feel like is also just kind of like a, a scratch a lot of the time kind of guy. Yeah. And like, yeah, we'll see what Druin can do. That's always like a, okay, sure, buddy. You're good. Yeah. And I, I hope it goes well. Cause I know he's been growing, like going through no, shit yeah. for like the no, last two years, but like, definitely. But yeah. yeah, I just, you know, all of this is like just, uh, yawn, whatever. <laughs> I like the Miles Wood sign. I think he's a hell that of a player good. to have on yeah. your team. No, yeah. That one is good. Six years a lot, though. Yes, yeah. it is a lot. It's a I strange deal. <laughs> highly encourage anyone who hasn't seen Jonathan Druan's junior highlights to go on YouTube and just Unreal. enjoy that. Oh, yeah. Unreal. No, it's, it's crazy. To catch some neat Mac action in there, too. Uh, all right, Dallas. They get Matt Duchesne, one year, $3 million. Craig Smith, one year, $1 million. And Sam Steele on a one-year deal. I think the big one here, obviously, Matt Duchesne going over to Dallas, a team that already had a lot of depth up front, just got deeper. I don't know, boys. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying this puts them over the hump, but for a team who just made the third round, they don't seem any weaker. I totally agree. I love this. I love the Duchesne one year, three mil. I think that's perfect. I love I th- it. Yep. Craig Smith, another Capitals legend. So um, that guy is just, you know, third line depth come the postseason. He's I also think- the kind of guy that I feel like if he's if he's scratched, which he may be a lot, when he does get to slot in for that injured guy or the guy who needs to sit a game, he'll make it count. Like he'll he'll score a goal or he'll just skate his butt off for 20 minutes or whatever he ends up getting. But 
that's not a bad ad, not a bad guy to have. I'm also, I'm happy for him that he didn't hang him up. I know he was thinking about it. Yeah. And I just like, this is how you retool a, a roster like this when you're working on the margins with so many guys yet that you're paying both that are worth it and that are not worth it, <clears throat> Jamie Ben. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just really like this. And the only thing that Dallas has to worry about is any potential regression from some of those older guys. Like, could Joe Pavelski regress? Could Jamie Ben regress even further? Tyler Sagan? That's kind of the biggest thing uh, that they're going to have to worry about moving forward. Couldn't agree more. Uh, let's move on to mini. They get Pat Maroon in a trade with the Lightning. Uh, I don't really have much to say. I, I don't really think that's going to do much. Uh, oh, hold on. People were oh. kind of freaking out about this one, weren't they? Oh, like, yeah. Because I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I saw something that said when Pat Maroon, when they signed him, uh, they like skyrocketed to like best odds to win the cup or something like that. Cause Pat Maroon is always on the cup team or some shit like that. Oh, what he's been in the finals. Like uh, what yeah. was it like three yeah. out of the last five years or something like that? Yeah, it, it was most likely a joke I'm guessing, but either way, people were making a big deal out of it. I mean, if they can put a legitimate attempt at the rest of the off season and put a roster together to get into the playoffs. I think yeah. it would help them hugely there, but I don't yeah. think this is a like earth shattering move. That's going to no, turn I, I the Minnesota wild around. Yeah. I don't think it's a big this, deal at all, but a lot this of is just, do. this is just pure meme factory content. This is pure and simple. That's, that's the only reason anyone actually kind of cared. I think it's, it, they lose Ryan Reeves, right? We'll talk about where he goes. Our favorite place in the world. Uh, and then they get Pat Maroon to backfill. I mean, you know, whatever. I don't truthfully, Minnesota is n- gonna have Mid. another year in purgatory. Like, I hate to say Mid. it, but yep, <laughs> we're all thinking it until they're, they blow it up. They're gonna continue to be the same thing every year. Yep, I couldn't agree more. Uh, let's move on to Nashville. They got Ryan O'Reilly. Want to talk about that a little more in a second mm-hmm. at four years, 4.5 mil per Luke Shen. Uh, three-year deal, Goose Nyquist, two-year deal, Cody Glass, and Alex Carrier. The big name here, obviously, is ROR, who was said in an interview that he wanted to be on a contending winning team, which he kind of was in Toronto. And then I can't imagine they didn't offer him some type of money resembling this, and he leaves. Tell me what's going on there. Like, that's not not normal. Like, (laughs) first thing... First thing I have to say, Mr. Barry Trotz, good job as your first act as GM. I mean, this is this is five names that I'm like, yeah, those are all solid deals. I think all of them, all of them have the potential to make a difference on that team. I think they they easily got better quickly. Like, good job. The Ryan O'Reilly thing. I agree with you. It's a little fishy. I saw a lot of people being like, this confirms that like. Toronto there's a locker room cancer or something like that like just nobody wants to stay there because like you said I mean theoretically they should be a winning team and if that's what he wants then it's like okay where are you going my theory is I I just think I don't know there's a locker room cancer I think there's just a lot of guys who just do not want to have that pressure being in Toronto Toronto. right we have to you have to say the media pressure is now a problem oh it's so brutal and it's Mm -hmm. like if I was I would much rather play in Nashville where all the fans just are like super pumped about hockey. And a lot of them have like just gotten into it versus like Toronto, where it's like a, a historic storied hockey city. And there's so much pressure. And like the media is like 
up your ass 24 seven. I don't know. That's my, that's my guess. I totally agree. I think it's just, you, you have to say that like for a, a guy to go from arguably like the Mecca of hockey to Nashville, Tennessee. It's not I, a think, bad I think that just says it all. It's not a bad trade off. I, no. I, I agree. Maybe it's not the locker room thing, but you know how Leafs Twitter is. It, it makes its rounds. It's like, there's something wrong with this team. Keith, he doesn't like Keith, and we kept Keith, and we shouldn't have kept Keith. It's like, here we go. Like, you know. Um, but yeah, good job. I agree, Matt. Good job, the Barry Trots in Nashville. I think that they're gonna be a team to be reckoned with in a couple years, uh, just knowing the way that he can manage teams and, and work a roster. Uh let's move on to Winnipeg. Nothing honestly really here. We'll Vlad Nemestikov, two year deal at two mil. Good job. Uh, Laurent Boissois comes back to town, I believe. So, yep, nothing really going on there. Uh, that just about wraps up the West. Laurent Boissois driving back into Winnipeg, just like, ah, shit. here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> I there was some, uh, I think someone posted an article that interviewed him about like how he went to Vegas and then came now he's coming back. And I didn't read it, but it would be funny and, if it said something yeah, like I'd, that. I'd be interested to check that out, yeah. Uh, all right, moving out east. This team is full of drama at the moment, and I am here for it. The Boston Bruins. We got James Van Riemsdyk going to Boston. One year, one mil. Morgan Geeky, two year, two mil. Milan Lucic is coming home. One year, one mil. And then Kevin Shattenkirk, one year, one mil. What are your thoughts on the bees right now? Man, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> Like I, I, I don't, I don't mean that necessarily in like a negative way. I'm just like, do they know what the plan is? Like they're so, this is the most random, random in a different way than Vancouver, but this is like. In a much really, better way than Vancouver. It's better, but they, like, Hard to I don't know. It's just kind of a bunch of randos again. Like it, it's not, I don't know. What, I don't, I don't know what to say about so it. I don't know how to feel about it. They lose Bertuzzi. Yeah. They lose Taylor Hall. They might lose Bergeron. They might they lose, lose Krejci. Dmitry Orlov. They lose yeah. Dmitry Orlov. They lose Garnet Hathaway, and they. I'm even hearing rumors about Allmark and Net. I'm like, how is yeah? And Swayman. Like, yeah. what is going on? This just feels like they're bringing together like the 2015 or like 2014 dream team with JVR Lucic and Shaq yeah. and Kirk. This yeah. is like, right, right. This, yeah. this is like everyone's like, oh, we got the star power now. We got the names. This is going to do yeah, something for us. Like, this is just total. Shaq like, is another guy that I, I like a few years ago at least. I was like, oh, this is definitely this guy's last kick at the can. And somehow, oh, yeah. and somehow this man is still getting deals. Like, <laughs> I thought he was going to retire happy in Newport Beach with the Ducks and just like yeah, go into like same. a totally player development like, role or something. It totally felt like that was the end. But he's like, uh, there he is. He's like Michael Delzato, a guy. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Never, he's yeah. won't go away. Calvin DeHaan. Yeah. Yeah. Their names are just always similar. But I uh, will say this, like thinking about James Van Riemsdyk in the playoffs with the Bruins, that makes a lot of sense to me. I think Morgan Geeky is going to surprise a lot of people with this yeah. team. Well, again, I'm not so, like there's we I could easily see all four of these players making a difference. I'm not saying it's a bad thing that what they're doing. It's just and not really the like route that I kind of expected them to go. I mean, the I, uh, other two, like Shattenkirk and Lucic, you can sum that up by just saying, I'm the Boston Bruins, and I just wasted $2 million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, that's probably the Lucci thing on. is hilarious. That they're just like, I don't know, a million bucks. Sure, fuck it, why like, not? It's like, yeah, that's yeah. like a uh, you were good for us ten years ago. So here's your uh, thank you. Right, yeah. this has to be like the the retirement deal, right? Like this is yeah. the, you do one more year and you're done. I guess so. Yeah, retire well, Bruin, coming home, blah yeah. blah blah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, let's move on to Buffalo. They got Tyson Jost, Eric Johnson, and Connor Clifton. Not a whole lot. I really want to say here. I know some people might say that the Jost signing has some upside. I don't disagree, but he hasn't really shown me yet that he's capable of having that much upside. And then Eric Johnson, you know, good veteran guy back there. I don't know. I love the Johnson and Clifton moves for this team. It's just more depth for them, which is something that they struggled with all of last year. Yeah. And when you got a guy who's got, I don't know if he has a thousand games. I'm just going to say he does. I think Eric Johnson probably has a thousand games. That's always a good thing for the young guns back on the blue line. Owen power, Ross with get to learn from a, a chiseled vet. So that's always cool. Uh, any other comments on Buffalo? Uh, no, no. Oh. Not really. Just 920 games for Eric Johnson. So this season he'll hit it if he Close. plays all 82. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Detroit. Alex Lyon, uh, James Reimer, Justin Hall, Daniel Sprong, JT Comfer, and Shane Goss Despair. Think out of all of those, the contract worth noting is JT Comfer got a 5 by 5 and Justin Hall got a 3 by 3.4 uh a lot of criticism for mr steve eiserman online here as of late what are your guys' thoughts i'm just cracking up looking at max face right now it's just pure disgust i mean i like some of it i love you know i'm a big sprong guy and i love i love that he just keeps getting like one year with a bunch of different teams and he's like not doing bad for any of them really i mean he's I, I think he'll be a good fit there. I like the Justin Hall one. I think he always got a little too much flack. I feel like he can he can be all right. Um, Gosses Bear, another I like guy. One. I thought he would just fizzle out of the NHL. He kind of turned it around. He's been maybe changing my mind on that one. The Comfort thing is so weird. Why are we paying that guy that price? Um, and Reimer and Lion. It's like, I don't know, dude. I, that's I, that's where my biggest why i was making those faces yeah mostly. i'm in talking. agreement i like the goss despair one um even for four million i think that's fine based on how he played in the last season but like you said i thought when he went to arizona it was done yeah yeah this same. is like they're literally paying him a million dollars for every 10 points he had last year the only reason i will not completely slander him is he's from the northwest suburbs of Chicago. He's from Northbrook, so I will give him a little slack. Are we talking about Comfort right now? Comfort, yeah, yeah. Um, that is oh, the cool. only reason. But to pay a guy who just had over fifty points for the first time in his career at twenty-eight for five years yeah. on the best and team in the league, was I was this... going to say we have to talk <laughs> about points inflation with that. Was yeah. this one where they did they need to get to the like? floor or something like that maybe not, not five million for jt comfort so. there's yeah, so many right. other guys that i mean i'd rather you see that. that i'd rather see you spend it on like gosses berry but i don't know like, yeah yeah like no, it, like, if you had flipped those deals i would have been okay with it yeah maybe not i don't for... think you want to give five years to ghost right but maybe the like money, a three. yeah maybe like a three by five for gosses yeah, yeah sure 
maybe it's an interesting time in detroit and well there's some news segments that we'll talk about later with some stuff going on uh with some of their prospects but yeah just i like the sprong deal i like the gossip spirit deal the rest of it eh very mid as yeah. jays mm-hmm. would say yeah uh let's move on to the eastern conference champions the florida panthers they get oliver ekman larson on a one-year deal uh I, i'm not even gonna try to say the next name someone help Yo, oh, you got Re- this you got it Grigory denisenko yeah, easy. thank you, Jackson, yeah. for actually not making me go through that. <laughs> You're uh, Dmitry Kulikov on a one-year deal, and then Evan Rodriguez, uh, another salute to service. Four years, three mil per. Shout out to him; he's earned it. That has to be that's a good fit. That that's the Duclair replacement right there. Yeah, solid and a lot less injury prone. And I hate to say that because I love Duke's game, but yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, both both of those guys are sort of players where it's like when you put them top six and PP one time, they're going to light it up. Yep. But outside yeah. of that, probably not. Yeah. Um, decent moves for Florida, I guess. I mean, I don't have much more to say on that. Uh, Montreal got Raphael Harvey Pinard. Is that a real name? Yeah. You call him Pinhead. Yeah. Who you call him Pinhead, baby? Who you call him Pinhead? <laughs> yeah. This guy was a fantasy rocket for me he last was. season. That was crazy. Like the last 30 games of the year, he was averaging like two and a half points a game. And you kept sending the pinhead meme. Every yeah. time. <laughs> is this guy real? Yes. This, yes, guy's real. this is not another slampo. Yeah. I swear to God. Yeah. No, like look this guy up. I, Who like, the hell did he play for? The Habs. Montreal. He re-upped. Yeah. I've oh. never heard of this guy. I, I've never I think, heard what, of this yet guy. Last year was his first year, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. All right, at least he's real. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, this one was real. I'm gonna sound like a real dumbass to some Wait people. Like, you run a hockey podcast? I I have a weird feeling I had him for like a couple of weeks. This name looks very familiar. You might, you have. might have. And for anyone giving you me might shit, have traded him to me. I think I did. Yeah. For anyone giving me shit, I'm sorry I couldn't watch the Montreal Canadiens in the last 30 games of the year last season. <laughs> My sincerest apologies. I definitely remember, like, I did the same thing th- just through the fantasy app. I was like, this is not real. And then I, like, had to click on it. I was like, oh, like, he's got a picture. He has to be real. My schlempo fear is so high. <laughs> <laughs> we need a t-shirt that says that, by the way. Yeah. Um. All right. Ottawa Senators, they get Jonas Corposalo five years at four mil per and Travis Hamnick, two years, 1.1 mil per. I mean, I like the Corpusala sign. I think that's solid for Ottawa. They, they're they missing that key goaltender, and this might be it for them. I don't know. The Corpusala thing, to me, feels very similar to, like, the, like, Reimer-Lion thing. I don't see that as, like, a permanent situation. I know he looked really good at times for L.A. down the stretch there, yeah. but I'm not, like, I don't really get why this guy's getting five years and four mil. I feel like he's just as much of, like, a – a band-aid over a problem than like most of these these other like former backups that we've talked about today and like maybe i'll eat shit on this one because like i said he did look pretty good with la at times but i don't know i i'm not totally like i'm not totally sold that he's like a starting goalie for the next five years yeah the the five years more so than the four million is what stands out to me uh, i think they're really hoping that he goes back to like cbj corpusalo and starts lighting it up like that, but I don't know. I Definitely am just, I'm just surprised 
in the year of our Lord, 2023, that Travis Hamannick is getting more than a one-year deal at more than a million dollars. Yeah, another I have guy. to agree with you on that. And it's like, that has to also be his, what, like fifth or sixth team, right? Something like that. Like, he's just been all over the place. And I feel like he hasn't been good in like two or three years at this point. So it's just kind of like, here's an extra year just so you make sure you come to us because we're kind of a train wreck with the guy we traded for last year. So I would love to post something on social media. That's like list a defenseman or any NHL player that just never goes away. I think we've named four. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're about to get to another. One. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For real. Uh, all right. Tampa Bay. We got Connor Sheary and Calvin DeHaan. I know we're going to, Make fun of Calvin DeHaan just because of what we just said. But I do want to say Connor Sherry in Tampa just seems like a match made in heaven. He's probably going to be. Yeah, I kind of really so bad. It's so bad. He's going to score like 30 goals or something. (laughs) He's going to have a a good season, I think. Maybe not 30, but I could see him be a 20 goal guy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Calvin DeHaan, take a guess how many teams he's played for. Do you have it up? Eight. DeHaan. Yeah. Jay says eight. New York. Islanders. Yeah, it's the Islanders. <laughs> Blackhawks. Did he play in Vancouver? I was going to no. say Canucks. No. no, he didn't. Okay. Oh. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess five. There's nice. actually only Six. one more be- before the Lightning. That's a four. Is it four. Philly? No, it's Carolina. But what's uh... what's interesting is I think it feels like a lot. Because he went from the Islanders to the Hurricanes to the Blackhawks back to the Hurricanes and now to Tampa. So okay. there's been a lot of moving going on. He's not as old as you might think he is. I know. He's only 32. I can't, I feel what? like this guy's been in the league forever. He was drafted in 2011, if I'm not I know, mistaken. I don't, 2009. I, Nine. I don't know. How... He was a first round pick, wasn't he? Number 12. What? Yeah. What the hell? That's insane. Like, what a weird. Just... I feel like we just talk mid. about him and Hamannick at every free agency or yeah. trade deadline. <laughs> anyway, straight up, it's the probably because old... they only ever get like one year at a time, so or like two, yeah. and they're constantly re-signing or signing somewhere else. And yeah, sure. Uh, all right. Well, I guess good job, Tampa, on the Sherry signing. Uh, Toronto, they get Ryan Reeves at three years, one point three mil per. They get John Klingberg on a one-year deal at 4.25, Tyler Bertuzzi at a one-year 5.5, and Max Domi at one-year 3 mil. Um, Very interesting signings. I'm very interested to hear Nick's thoughts on this first. So the coolest one has to be Max. Um, That's awesome. You know, my dad and his buddies used to take me to games and they would yell at Ty Domi with his giant ass head in the penalty box. But to see him go to, you know, that picture that got released of him and his dad together in their Leafs jerseys was really, really cool. What are you doing, Toronto? What are you doing? John Klingberg at this point is not worth four and a quarter million. And Ryan Reeves for three years is probably the dumbest move I've seen in free agency so far like could not agree more with everything you said Bertuzzi and Domi great deals I also love that they're both just one year so you can feel that out and see how it goes it also just good that it's one but too much those like Klingberg one year Bertuzzi one year Domi one year no one wants to stay in Toronto for more than a year 
yeah. is, what, is what we're learning here. Yeah, well, I mean, that's 12, yeah. million, 12 million bucks on three players that are only there for one year. Well, and I bet you that them taking a look and seeing what's 34 doing next season because that's coming up and that's going to be the storyline all season long. And we're never going to stop talking about it because it's all yeah. people are going to bring up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Like getting Reeves for three years, just That's eating dumb. in a little bit of more capsules. Because look, you have Matthews, you have uh, Nylander, who's getting a new, new contract. You got Lafferty, who's going to need one. CJ Brody, Mark down if they want to bring him back. I know he's old. I mean, Timothy Lindgren is going to be a restricted yeah. free agent. They've got some cash. The first two names are all you had to say. It's... <laughs> yeah, and like even, even Matt Murray's going to be a free agent next year. So... Oh, to well, add okay. it just like it's not a lot but you ha- when you're trying to contend you have to work on the margins and paying yeah. ryan reeves 1.3 million dollars for three just years. to be a running punch skating punch man he's is not gonna not play. the way to do it he's not gonna he play not that's fi- it he he won't finish those three years i guarantee it and i hate no, to say that he'll, but he'll, he'll play a season and a half be bought out and then sign with someone on a vet min and like win a stanley cup that's random random prediction it's probably not honestly you're probably not wrong i feel Uh, like um, with the reeves signing for anything like for all that it does to me is it gives something leafs fans to fight about in bars it's like oh i have ryan reeves on my team now we're tough we're ready for the playoffs we're not just about putting the puck in the net like and that's all it does uh, i will say i mean all four of these guys are tough guys like sure yeah yeah Yeah, they're definitely trying to do something here and like add some grit It, it I don't know. It's interesting. You, you could have just stopped there trying to do something. Yeah. Or you so could have just like, like kept doing. Michael Bunting. Right. Well, I think Bert, I think Bert is the villain for that. And we're about to talk about Bunting very shortly. But I think the difference is with Bert, you can all I mean they got him for one year. Props to them. They don't have to really like marry to it. Whereas Bunting gets three years in Carolina, which is our next team. Uh they got Bunting at three years, four point five mil per. They get Dmitry Orlov at two years, 7.75 mil per. They extend Anderson and anti-Ranta. Uh, Anderson gets two years. Ranta gets one year. And then I don't know what the hell's going on with uh, the whole Tarasenko thing. They allegedly signed him, but it hasn't been confirmed. And then Tarasenko like fired his agent. And now I don't even know what's going on. So uh, that's definitely a big move. It's probably the biggest move of free agency, some would say. We'll see I think he's happens. he has to be the top player left out there. It's probably him or Dumba, right? Yeah, I'd say one of the two. Yeah. If you don't count Kane because he's got hip surgery and it's right. take six months. Um, Mac, I immediately thought of you when I saw Dimitri Orlov went to the Canes. Yeah, I think this is a great deal. I mean, two years, seven mil. We all knew he was gonna he was gonna cost a pretty penny but i think it's smart that they're only able to get him at two years because they're not married to it sort of like what you were saying about the bertuzzi signing with uh toronto um but you know it's not like you're paying him 10 mil for five years or something stupid like that i think this is a an appropriate contract uh honestly which you don't see a lot in today's nhl but i like it for both for him and for them I think it's interesting what they're doing with the goalies here. They're clearly saying that they're not ready to go with Kochekov as the backup, even though people have been calling for him for about two years now. So they yeah. bring back Ranta for a year at one and a half. They've got Freddie for two more years at three and a half, which I think is a good deal for Freddie. 
Yeah. Um, so I'm wondering if Kochetkov's going to get moved here at some point. I do think it's interesting too that they they went and re-signed both goalies that they had last year who both had have had a lot of injury problems in in their careers. So maybe it's just another thing where they know Kochetkov can step in, but they're going to try and have these guys run it back and hopefully be healthier this year. I don't know. My my guess is that it's going to be one of those guys is going to get injured and Kochekov is going to come up and probably just become a brick wall. And then they'll probably look to trade one of those guys at the deadline. Probably Ranta, if I had to guess a guy to trade. So. But you never know. They could decide to trade Freddie, get some more value in, in there and have Ranta be the backup and maybe sign like another one as like a depth third goaltender. I like the bunting move. I like bunting's game. I know that might be a hot take, but um, he's a a a more penalty taking version of Bertuzzi, which is why I think he's cheaper because he is going to go to the box quite a bit. But I think you need more that penalties in and, and less goals. Yeah, I think you need that in the playoffs. And also, Carolina is just like a ultra tight checking defensive team, and I feel like that fits Bunning's game a lot more than being like Austin Matthews's winger, right? I don't know. Just just my take. He might not score as many points, but I think he'll be a great a great player in Brendan Moore's system. Uh, let's move on to the Isles. They extend their all-star Russian goaltender, Ilya Sorokin, eight years at 8.25 mil per year. That is a, what, $66 million contract for Mr. Sorokin? The Islander special. Yeah. <laughs> How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, lesson old, old man? man. Like, <laughs> oh my god. They also signed their backup, Semyon Varlamov, to four years at 2.7 mil per. They end up signing our good friend Dean's favorite player to a seven-year deal, Mr. Scott Mayfield, 3.5 mil per. And Pierre Engvall gets a seven-year deal at three mil per a lot of term here from the New York Islanders. What are you guys' thoughts? Well, for starters, they just gave 26 years worth of deals (laughs) out. So just, just process that for a second. I seriously think every one of these deals is absolutely crazy in their own special way. (laughs) (laughs) Like this is why Islanders fans can't have nice things. Like I like Pierre Engvall, like as a guy who plays uh, NHL pretty regularly, he's always a good like middle six guy to put put in there, and I'm sure that translates to real life as well. But seven years, paying this guy twenty one million dollars, and yeah, then the thing that stuck out to me when I was looking at Semyon Varlama for four years, yeah, like, yeah. I don't get doing, that. One. It's like, that doesn't. Make I just sense. it amazes it me how they bad? haven't learned. It's like you're still paying the last goalie you locked yeah. up long term, and he's been out of the league for ten they years. Yeah. Still, are they still paying Rick? Yeah, yeah. No, what? In, in oh two contracts actually, because he's a broadcaster for them, so he gets two separate <laughs> levels of income from the same team. <laughs> Leave it to the two teams in New York that are blue and yellow to still be paying players who don't even play for them anymore. Yeah. Like, but, but. What do they? What do you not pay Sorokin? Like he's that one. I kind of pretty like, much this, were handcuffed on. This that is one. the one like, that makes the most sense. That yes. one, like, is is a typical like. That's just what happens when you're when you have a superstar goalie and you can't 
let him walk like you like well yeah and it's that's it's just today's like, nhl whether it's a good deal or not they would have had to pay that or somebody else would have probably because columbus or someone else in division yes. would have come in and said here's 10 for two yeah yeah, yeah. well and also it's not like they have they, they already got Barzell signed. They don't really have another, like, all-star player. Like, it's a weird way that they structure their team. I mean, Sorokin's their best player. Like, he is. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they have Horvat, but... I li- Listen, I like all four <laughs> of these players. I think it was smart to re-sign all four of them, but the, the term makes no fucking sense. I I mean... Dude, Engvall and Mayfield, when I'm like... Who had the- Pierre Engvall for seven years in 2023, bingo? Because I definitely... Yeah, that's such a strange contract. Like, how old is he going to be when this deal is over? Uh, I'm not a math guy. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I think we're on agreement. The Sorokin deal, it, you know, he's the best goalie, top three goalie in the league, I would say, honestly. Um, so you have to give him his money. The other ones, okay. I don't know. I would love to hear Mr. Dean Peluso's uh, take on the Scott Mayfield deal. Yeah. I, I talked to him uh, for a little bit after this. He was you know, sort of had the same uh, rationale with uh, Sorokin. He was like, it was something we needed to do, but I know he he loves Scott Mayfield, so he was very excited about that one. Mm-hmm, I'm sure. Uh, the New York Rangers, uh, they get Blake Wheeler to a one-year deal at 800K. What a steal, honestly. Yeah, that's I, crazy. I, I don't even know what to Washington say Capitals, what are you doing? Yeah, what were we thinking here? <laughs> Jonathan Quick, one year, 825K. Again, sure. I mean, say what you will about the guy. There's no risk there. Uh, Nick Benina, one year, 800K. Again, I no risk. And Eric Gustafson, uh, one year, 825K. Again, no risk. I mean, they, they basically got four guys who can do nothing but help your team at these prices. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, that's great. Blake Wheeler, Jonathan Quick, Nick Benino. If it was 2012, I would be freaking out right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, like, they can't keep getting away with this. Yeah, no, yeah. seriously. That's I mean, this is just four good deals. It's four good deals. They have no commitment. There's basically no money tied up into it. It's crazy. I mean, I think Pierre Engvall is making more per year than all four of these guys combined. That is correct. Holy shit. That's sad. Good job, Chris Drury. You did it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philadelphia, they get Ryan Paling. He's going back to Philly. One year, 1.5 mil. They get Garnet Hathaway. Uh, two years, 2.375 per. They get Mark Stahl and Victor Mete, both on one-year deals. I mean, it's Philly. They're still going to suck, but I like the Hathaway deal. I mean, it's Hathaway. Yeah. Dude, this one is so upsetting yep. because it, it makes so much fucking sense. Like he is a born Philadelphia Flyer, least favorite. Like move I have to. Hate, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hate him so much. Yep. I'm gonna hate him so much. I just know it. I know the kind of player he is. I loved watching him frustrate other teams in DC. But man, is this guy gonna get under my skin? I already know it. Just hurts. It's painful. You know, you you never want to see that, especially, you know. As Caps fans, obviously we hate the Penguins, but I feel like what a lot of Caps fans don't understand is, especially for, you know, guys that are around Mac and I's age, and then like guys like our dads, like the Flyers are like a close, very close second behind the Penguins for us. Yeah, I mean, that's normal. And it sucks to see, you know, fourth line grit guy who played for your team for so long go there. But why do I feel like 
I can already picture like a fight with like him and like somebody on our team. Like, I feel like this is not going to be one of those like friendly reunions. No, not at all. Doesn't strike me as that type. Uh, moving on to Pittsburgh. Uh, dare I say the one with the most news, which is weird. Nola Chari, three years at two mil per. Tristan Jari, five years at 5.375 per. Alex Nedeljkovic, one year, one and a half per. Ryan Graves, six years, four and a half per. Lars Eller, two years, two and a half per. And Will Butcher on a one-year deal. I want to hear what you guys think before I even say anything. I want to know what you fellas think. I'll run down the list real fast here. Achari, sure, that's a solid mid. Mid, I solid agree. deal for him. That's fine. I don't see it really being mid. too too good or bad. Um, Chari, too much, too much term, too much money for a guy who's always hurt and to me has not proved himself to be a super talented goaltender. I don't think that's a good deal. Um, Nadelkovich, this feels like a classic Pittsburgh Penguins backup. Um, I feel like that's just exactly the kind of guy they always just find somebody who's like played for another team for a few years and sign him for a one for one deal like that is classic, classic signing. Ryan Graves, that is a lot of term, my friend. Six years, I don't know how I feel about that one. It's it's not a ton of money, I guess, especially by the end of the six years. It'll be one of the cheaper ones probably, but, like, yeah, I'm not thrilled about that. Um, Eller, honestly, if I'm a Penguins fan, I like this deal. Two years, two and a half. Say what you will about the guy. He had some brutal moments in D.C. last year. We all know that, but – yeah, I think he's still talented enough to to probably play two years and be worth two mil. And Will Butcher, sure, one whatever. one year, very low risk, whatever. Nick. Will Butcher is essentially your attempt at replacing John Marino, and I think that's fine. I think that mm-hmm. is probably the upside that we're like hoping to see from Will Butcher now. The Eller one stings, but I'm still more upset about the Hathaway one, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with Mac Ryan Graves way too much in term. Um, that's definitely going to be a hold your breath, wait and see kind of thing. I mean, I think that guy has a ton of upside, but six years, I think, I, I think I was expecting a little bit more of a bridge deal, you know, a two to three at, you know, three and a half or something like that. Uh, Nadelkovic, it just screams like Mac said, another penguins backup that's going to come in and frustrate everyone. He's probably going to play like what 30% of the games, like a 70, 30 split or more when Jari gets hurt. When Jari gets hurt. What the hell are you doing, man? Tristan Jari for five more years. I, you, okay. Before (laughs) you start, you have dogged this guy. So yeah, but I have, I have. And now sell me on it. Oh, here's the cope. Here's the cope coming. (laughs) No, it's not cope. I (laughs) deluge. I don't like this deal. (laughs) If, We don't get EK65, which is the big rumor, right? If they wanted to go get Hollabuck, they could have thrown the mortgage at him and said, okay, here's like half our roster, whatever. It sounds like they didn't want to do that, maybe because they have a chance at Carlson. I don't know. I mean, I also look at the goaltender market. It's Gibson or Hollabuck, and that's it, right? Yep. And it's Mm -hmm. like, are they better than Jory? I know Hollabuck is for sure. Gibson probably is, but the Ducks, like, it's hard to, you know, I don't know. So, like, what else are you going to do? Like, and plus, I hate to say it, but five years from now, we're going to suck anyway. So, it's really like year one and two. 
Same yeah. thing with Graves, I feel like. It's like, you know, six years, yeah, we're going to suck in six years, so who cares? I will say, though, that Achari deal, as a Caps fan, that makes me sick to my stomach because I think that is just a... You pro- like it? I love it For uh, if you're a Penguins fan. I mean, am I thrilled about Jari? No, I'm not thrilled. Melissa Cunningham, friend of the show, first thing she said was she said, how did we let this happen? I was like, listen, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay if we get Eric Carlson. If we don't, it sucks. That's my I think that's line. really solid rationale, actually. <laughs> I will tell you, I fully expect, like, every time the Penguins are losing and every time he lets in a bad goal for you to be blowing up the group chat, like, I can't believe we fucking signed this guy for five more years. How am I going to deal with this for five more years? This is unbelievable. The two that are the most interesting to me, I think Graves will be solid. Is it too much term? Yeah, probably. But like I said, whatever. Eller, I don't, like, is he a good third-line center? Because that's essentially what he's going to be. He's going to have to be that third-line, like, Third line test Stanley Cup guy is Lars Eller, that dude, still. I know he was, but yeah. is he still? I I got a bad feeling this is going to work out really well for yeah. you guys. I, oh, I really God. do. That's thank how God. I feel about it. I needed to hear that from Mac first. And then- because here's why, too. The Caps fans were so fucking rude to this man all year <laughs> last year. Whether he knows that or not, it doesn't even matter. He just the karma is going to swing back, and Caps fans are going to feel his wrath. That's just what's going on. He's out. also like especially if the penguins crack the playoffs he is such a playoff gamer oh, like yeah. he's one of those guys that's just like he, he elevates his game yeah. so much more in the postseason yeah he elevates his game nice uh, <laughs> the, the nadelkovich one too is interesting to me because like max said jari inevitably will get hurt to smith is still on the roster i don't know if ne- they have ned as like the third stringer if he'll take the smith spot but a guy who was pretty good his rookie season and then went to detroit and shit at the fan but and he's been on some bad teams in Detroit too. Yeah, I that's true. Um, all in all, not bad. I want Carlson though. So let's move on to the Caps. No, oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Capitals get elite NHL defenseman Joel Edmondson from the Montreal Canadiens for a third and a seventh. Uh, Max Pacioretty, cool, one year, two mil. Martin Faravari, three years, two point six seven five per cool. Uh, Dylan Micklerath. How do you say that? Micklerath. Micklerath, yeah. Uh, Sure, and Hunter Shepard. Sure. Chef Daddy. Like, I know I'm a casual, but after the first two guys, who? Yeah. Who? Not fair of ours. Micklerath and Shepard are are Bears guys. Yeah. Yeah. Those, I mean, Micklerath was the Bears captain last year. So that's just, they were like, we liked what you did. You can do that again. And Shepard, Hunter Shepard uh, played out of his mind uh, for the Bears last year, and Zach Fucali's gone. So I mean that yeah. that makes sense. Damn, the Ferravari deal I love. I think that's a great deal for him. We didn't overpay. He's young. I think that's like what we should be giving. It's a good him. bridge. Yeah. What's this um, patch like? What's 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 going on? With so this? I had friends that were reaching out to me that were saying that they're that are Caps fans, and they were saying, "Well, oh, it's so low risk, high reward." I'm like, "No, it's insanely high risk, high reward." patch because it's not if he gets hurt it is when and for how long yeah that's kind of how i feel too i mean the offensive like band-aids like with oshi there too it's like we know he's getting hurt at some point um Uh oh the the problem here is i mean i do love that it's one year at 50 wait wasn't he the 50 retained or was edmondson no that was edmondson was was 50 percent retained 
Really? I thought it was the other way around. Okay. Either way, one year at that price is not bad. Um, and if he can somehow stay healthy for even like half the season, I mean, the dude can fucking play. Obviously, like he's can he can score goals. Like I just need like twenty. Batman. That's all I need. Yeah, twenty goals. That's kind of what I'm hoping for too. I actually do really like the Edmondson deal though. I don't know like for a third though, but yeah, the, it's the fifty percent retain. That's what does it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, what is a third round pick? Yeah, it's fine. What Real is a third round pick? Uh, here's my take. I feel like the Caps have to have some plan for this season or they're going to have to use some of the guys from the Bears squad that had a really good postseason. They're banking on them maybe, like, coming up and doing something. Or they're going to have some of their young, like, draft picks or prospects from last year, like we talked about a couple times, come up and make a difference. Because I feel like none of these moves indicate that they're, like, going for it so it's like yeah. they must be banking on somebody so i heard some that people they had a lot of stuff like in the works at the draft but because of the price to trade at the draft was so high stuff kind of just fell apart um so i'll be interested to see what gmbm does down the stretch here because i i don't think you can say at this point that they're done so what's the scoop with the russian kid from last year's draft what's his name are you talking about Suzdalev or um the Marishchenko? Oh, yeah, didn't he one. he got out of his KHL contract, right? And so he'll I be, believe so. He'll be over with the Bears at least or he something. He was I over think is this plan. week yeah. in DC for development camp. I know that. Yeah. So I feel like between him, McMichael, Protus, you got this kid Leonard now, the second round pick not, I mean, you guys got some guys who I feel like if they could just Take that step. You could be pretty good. I heard I heard some good things from some of my my people that were at camp saying like the talent looked really awesome. So that's encouraging. I do I do fully expect like McMichael, Protus, maybe Malenstein. I feel like all those guys might end up being like regular guys on the Capitals this year. I'd like to um, see Ethan Frank in there too. Yeah, I would I would definitely like to see that. And it's definitely possible. The other thing is like everyone was expecting like a big, like Mantha deal or like a Kuznetsov or packaging the two of them somehow. But I think since we haven't seen that, it must just mean that they like, didn't like what they were getting offered. And honestly, I feel like as much as I'm down to get rid of either of them and very down to get rid of Mantha, everybody who listens to the show knows that I'm also kind of fine with like, if we didn't get a good enough option for either of them, I'd rather not give them away for like, a bag of pucks when it's like, all right, we have a new coach. I guess we might as well just see if that changes anything. Like, right. And then if it still doesn't, I guess at the deadline, you could try again or something. I don't know. No, I mean, if the deal's not there and if it's not good enough, I totally agree. Don't go for it. I think no. you kind of have to wonder what else they have in mind here though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. Well, let's, uh, let's move on to the discussion portion of this episode. That'll wrap up all the free agency news. Uh, before we get to the discussion segment, I think Nick has a word from our sponsor, Kane Footwear. I do. Um, by the way, did you guys see the uh, red, white, and blue Kane revives that came out over the weekend? They were Very awesome. Cool. Um, definitely going to have to look into getting myself a pair of those. I uh, had a ton of people over at the house to grill for like a pool day cookout thing on the 4th. And so, you know, while I was running around, you know, running food, running beers, I had my cane footwear on the whole time. People were asking me left and right, where did you get that? What are they? So um, 
you know, kept me cool, kept me comfortable the whole time. I didn't totally jack up my back like I did from moving the prior two days, but uh, yeah, it was fantastic. So uh, head to the link in our bio to get a pair of the most comfortable shoes you will ever own. The emphasis on link in our bio. I know I've had people say like, can I just, is there a code? There is not a code. No. You have to use the link in our bio. It and is it will so you simple. You don't even have to type anything in. You just hit it. Yeah, exactly. So let's move on to the discussion portion. This is kind of like a two for one question. You could parlay it into one, but out of all the deals we just spoke about, which individual signing shocked you the most and you think will also have the most impact who wants to go first i will um i think shock yeah. me the most i'm gonna have to say tristan jari <laughs> um, and okay. who do i think will have the most impact i'm gonna stay in the metro and i'm actually gonna say blake wheeler with the new york rangers that one terrifies me Ooh, okay I, uh, I'm on that one. I think in terms of surprise, I was pretty surprised why O'Reilly went to Nashville. Uh, I was surprised in and of itself that he left Toronto. And then I was very surprised that he went to Nashville. Not because I don't think Nashville is a good market and not because I don't think Barry Trotz knows what he's doing, but they're not contenders this season. And I thought he was really going to be on like a cup winning team or close to it. Which one do I think will have the biggest impact that's a tough one. I'm going to be honest. I think bang for buck, like for what you're paying and what you're probably going to get, I got a really good feeling about Connor Sherry in Tampa. I think he's going to be really good. That's a good one. Yeah, I was going to say that one for impact, but I have a, a a backup option. I'll go Orlov for two years in Carolina. I think that'll have a ton of impact, and I think that'll be a, a great deal for him. He might, in, might even end up getting a, a better deal after that if it goes well for him. And the one that shocked me the most, honestly, the weird bullshit on the island, like with Engvall <laughs> and Mayfield. I really, I, I really don't know how to explain it. It's still shocking to me, even as we're talking about it. So that's my answer there. Yeah, I've got to agree with the, the one that was the most shocking was the Engvall one. Also throw in the JT Comfort one. I mean, like, again, that's seeing... True seeing five by five by one across my phone on Twitter when it wasn't rate limited um, was <laughs> a bit of a shock for me. Although I will say the guy who I think is going to have the most impact though, I think it's going to actually be Ryan O'Reilly. And I think the predators are going to make the, um, they're going to make the playoffs this year. Ooh, I think wow. they'll sneak in as an eight or seven this year, just with how much shakeup is going on around the league and I think I think they might be able to sneak in. They weren't I, that bad last year. I was going to say the same exact thing. I think that like what they did could actually be enough to like make them competitive and if Ryan O'Reilly plays the way we know he can, it could it could help a lot. They have some youth coming up too. I mean, Luke Evangelista, that dude is so There's freaking nasty. There's a bunch of dudes on the Admirals yeah. that I thought looked good enough to to at least be considered for full-time roles, no doubt. All I got to say is if I'm the Central Division, right, Colorado probably makes the playoffs. But two teams who did make the playoffs last year, Winnipeg and Minnesota, all of a sudden you've got Nashville, Connor Bedard, Chicago coming right at you. And it's like those two teams. St. Louis, be you never know what you're going to get. There. St. Yep. St. Louis, same thing. They, I feel like they're going to have a Matthew Shane's in season. Dallas now. Yeah. I mean, I think they're shoe-ins, but yes, uh, it's, it's going to be a tough – 
tough season for Winnipeg and Minnesota, I think. Maybe third spot in the division is going to be the most interesting one to watch, at least maybe in the Western Conference at this point. Agreed. Uh, Is there a team, not so much a signing, but a team that stands out to you the most, whether it's good or bad? Is it crazy for me to say, like, just gut reaction, the winner of the trade deadline, Rangers, the loser, Islanders. Or, yeah, sorry, of free agency. Like, just just based on, like, what they paid and how much, like, change they got. Like, positive, potential positive impact. Yeah. I, I seriously think, like, Rangers has the highest potential to, like, walk away like bandits from this and the Islanders have the, like the least potential for this to work out positively. That's kind of how I'm looking at it. I kind of agree with you. I I would say the Rangers are the Preds for me for like most impressed with what they did. Least impressed. You kind of have to like, look at Detroit and say, you know, like what the hell were you thinking? And I think the Islanders are right up there with them. I'm going to say for like a sneaky team, we had a pretty decent off season replacing some guys who left. I'm going to say Florida. I think getting okay. OEL to replace Gudas in, in some manner, I think it was really good. And then obviously getting Evan Rodriguez is another good uh, middle six forward for them was really good. And then there's so many teams to dunk on, but I think even with like, what the hell did you do Detroit? It's not as bad as signing four guys to 26 years worth of contracts. So New York <laughs> Islanders do something better, please. Yeah, as a neutral fan, it's sad to see Barzell being put through this manifestation of hell. I saw Isles fans screaming for Debrinket. He's still on the market. They're like, give him someone, and it's like, yeah, you know what? We're going to give twenty six (laughs) years worth of contracts to two goalies, a depth forward, and a depth defenseman. Yep, that's what we're going (laughs) to do. You're going to have your Pierre Engvall vegetables and like it. Exactly. <laughs> like the Islanders are like star players. No, 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 no. That would be stupid. We don't want that. We don't want a scoring winger. I don't know if anyone really wowed me this year in free agency. Like I'm not like, holy crap, they really want it. Uh, I mean, some teams, New York, I think bang for Bucky. Yeah, they made some good moves to be different. I don't mind what Buffalo did. Clifton, Johnson, Joes. It's not bad. Um, I think in terms of worst, I really don't know what the fuck Vancouver's doing. I I, I don't know. Yeah, we did say that. That's fucked. <laughs> I, I just don't get it. It's like a team that's incredibly mid, whose star player doesn't even really want to be there, who just signed an eight-year deal last season and has seven left on it, to sign Matt Irwin, Carson Soucy, Teddy Bluger, and Ian Cole. I, the fan base is going to burn that play. I don't know what that Again. Gonna, again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's my take um all righty we are going to move on to the news segment here real quick uh tip of the cap to darren helm and patrick hornquist two guys who had extremely good careers both retired yesterday uh especially to patrick hornquist he probably gave me the greatest moment of my life so i owe him forever Uh, get out and stay the fuck out of my league patrick (laughs) legend i love patrick hornquist ultimate warrior we'll never forget him Salute triple full. I mean, that guy prima donna. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And Darren Helm, too, a guy who hung in there for a very long time. I feel like he played for Detroit forever. I saw a a tweet today that said the Wayne Gretzky of fourth line wingers. And I was like, yes, you are a hundred percent right. It's a very good analogy. Uh, I had two Stanley Cup championships, did Darren Helm as well as Patrick Hornquist. 
I also think it's funny. Patrick Hornquist was literally the last player picked in the 2005 draft. First was Crosby, last was Hornquist. That's crazy. Like when you think about that, and then they win a cup, two. So pretty cool. Um, all right, this is gonna be a fun one. Willie Styles Nylander and the Maple Leafs are not even close on a contract, and negotiations have not gone well per Chris Johnston. Nylander wants over 10. The Leafs are offering eight. What what are we thinking here? So in like four more weeks of hell and tweeting and articles, he's gonna sign a nine and a half year deal for like five years in <laughs> Literally, Toronto. Literally, that's what's gonna happen. 100%. I, I am so sick of this shit, man. Like <laughs> I like I love Nick Bowens to death, and he is a great Leafs fan with like calling them out on this stuff, but like, do we have to go through this with every one of your fucking players? <laughs> Clip that. That's yeah. I, I could not agree more. I yeah. could not agree. <laughs> Just more. end the segment on that. I don't think any of us should say a word after that. It's like, like it, it's going to get to the point where it's like William Nylander didn't put his Christmas lights up in time. Like, what does this say about where the Leafs are headed? Like, that's that's just where we're going now. <laughs> and how does this affect LeBron's legacy? It, exactly. And then that's that's how ESPN would relate it to hockey. Um, yeah. Man, I just Nick. like I feel bad for the guy. Like. Did you know he just he go do? through this? He should come home. Oh, little caps. Yeah. People forget. You would want that, huh? Uh, I, mean, I would. They could never afford it, but that would be I sick. Mean, I got to see. There's a team with $57 million next season. To spend, I was going to so say. A, a team would... that his brother played for, too. Yep. A team that his brother currently plays for. Might also, I don't know. Yeah. How can we make that work? Booking it now. Make it a clip. William Nylander, Chicago Blackhawks, 2025, wow. Stanley Cup champion. Wow. I'm just going to say that the guy who gave him his previous contract is now in charge of the Pittsburgh Penguins, and his brother just so happens to be on the roster as well. I don't know. I would be okay with maybe throwing the future out for that. You guys don't oh. have you, you 10 can't million afford to it. get him to leave you Toronto. You gave it to Tristan though, right? Jari. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I said we can throw out all of our assets. We don't oh, care. There's okay. <laughs> Well, I don't know what's going to happen with Jake Gensel. That's all I'm going to say. That's coming up next season, too, and apparently they're worlds apart, so we'll see. Um, all right, the Detroit Red Wings have placed former six-overall pick Philip Zadina on waivers. He cleared waivers on Tuesday, 4th of July, signed a three-year deal, 5.47 per extension with Detroit last August. Still has two two years left on his deal. Eiserman stated that he tried to find a trade for the 23-year-old but was unable to put together a deal. What are your guys' thoughts on this? This is a big dud for the Wings. This was a a superstar when he came out of Halifax. Big, heavy shot, total sniper, and for whatever reason, it just has not worked. He's a big guy, too. He can lay the body. I mean, yeah, I don't know what the deal is here. You would think somebody else would take a chance, but I guess the contract's not that appealing. No, I think the um the two years left at, you know, five and a half essentially is what's scaring everyone away. I would agree with that. Uh I'm just trying to look at his draft. He was the 2018 draft. Uh oh wow. <laughs> this did not age well. I the Detroit Free Press has an article from the night after the draft where it says the Red Wings steal Phillips Adina six overall. I scroll down. The first thing I see is 
The Wings passed on Michigan defenseman Quinn Hughes. He was oh. taken one pick later by the Vancouver Canucks. Damn. <laughs> you could have kept. He was a Michigan boy, right? Right. He had yeah. to move 15 minutes down the damn road. What the to go hell play were they the doing? That's a rough one. That's Yikes. crazy. Yeah, that doesn't age well. Um, that's why we love the draft, right? Stuff like that. I just like, I can't even imagine who else it was drafted like 10th or 11th to that are, are going to be more valuable than this guy. Uh, and the Montreal Canadiens got you Sperry Cockney The Ottawa Senators got Brady Kachuk fourth, which was the two picks right before him. Uh, Arizona Coyotes got Barrett Hayton fifth, which he's turned out to be pretty good. He had a solid year last year. Sure. A couple guys up there. Adam Boquist, if you're really yeah. into him, is another option. Um, not really much Anything. else. Yeah. I mean, any of those so, guys would have been better. Ty Smith. Yeah, try you don't want that. It's the same thing. <laughs> Speaking from experience. Um, <laughs> all right. That basically wraps up our free agency episode. We will end this with trivia, which just a reminder is presented by Elwoods. I will let Mac read uh, a word from them. Yeah, support your local dive bar and have a beer at Elwood's Liquor and Tap, home of the Pizza Luge, located in the heart of downtown Milwaukee on Water Street. This 70s-inspired bar has a little something for everyone. From daily happy hour rotating taps, free birthday perks, and a four-season patio, good time is always around the corner at Elwood's. Make sure you go there for NHL season next year, too. They've got the full package. They always have hockey on. Uh, and you can bring your dogs too. So definitely head on down. I was there this weekend, had a good time, played some bags. Uh, go check it out. All right. They have some, uh, cool shit in the bathroom too. I heard they do. My, I went there with my friends and they were like geeking out about the posters on the wall, which is, which is fun. There's one right above the urinal, which is awesome. Good. And then there's one like just right outside behind the bar too. So yeah, you will find a poster of us in those two locations. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, all right, quick one here today, just a quick kind of one liner, none of this like A, B, and C answer thing. Um, I don't think I'm going to give you much answer or sorry, much info on this one though. I think you guys should be able to get it with minimal cluage. So, uh, let's jump right in. Um, on this day, July 5th, uh, let's see, 11 years ago, yeah, 11 years ago, sorry. 10 years ago, math, 20, 10 years 20, ago, 2013. Yes. Okay. Um, What player signed a one-year contract with a new team ending his 17 season career with another team? Oh, okay. Nick knows it clearly. I, th- I, I have like one that came to mind right away. 2013 a guy who played for a team for 17 seasons so that means he started playing with the team in 1996 sure yes or was he just drafted by them in 1996 wouldn't it be the same no actually i don't know uh 17 year 2013 he was drafted in 94 Okay. Are you allowed to say how high he went? Uh, it was just kind of a steal. He went, uh, he went in the sixth round, 133rd overall. Can I take a crack at it? Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Who is Pavel Datsuk? No, no shit. No, 
He never signed away from Detroit. He was just traded in That's LTIR. right. He was traded and and then shelved. You're right. What's not? I don't think it's anyone from the Red Wings. I don't think any of you on that like that in 2013. Do you want another small hint? Sure. What if I told you that he only ended up playing uh, 68, 68 games with the team that he signed with? And I got then it. You got it already? I think I know it. Who is right. Daniel Alfredson? Yes, sir. Nice. Oh. That was a good one. Yep, played you, 68. Sir. So where did he go? He went to the Red Wings. Yeah, he did. That's right. So That's why I thought with, of it. Signed with the Wings after 17 seasons in Ottawa. Played 68 games with them. He had a lot of back problems by then. Uh, still managed to score 18 goals, 49 points. Damn, six um, round. That's crazy. That's and nuts. then officially retired back in Ottawa the next year. So, Well, the only reason I got it is Jay said Detroit, and my mind just was like, who did someone play for them? I, that you guys totally were, forgot were he was. Right around it the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. That was a good one. I enjoyed that. I was thinking for a little while, I was like, you know, I was thinking Hosa because then, like, I remember he ended up mm-hmm. – uh, but I know he had bounced around between Ottawa and and Chicago. Before yeah, he that. slept with both teams and lost both. He times. ended up he at, as yeah. late as late as a pick he was in '94. It, it's uh, let's see, during the '95-'96 season, that was his rookie year. He won the Calder Trophy and he wow. scored 26 Damn. goals, 61 wow. points. Wow, that's impressive. No, he's, uh, he's no, still, he's still the Senators' all-time leader in uh, goals, assists, and points. Not surprising. No yep. steering wheel punching for the fans today. No. Yeah. Right. No. That was a quickie. Get in, get out. We've, we've held you all long enough. Thanks for listening. Appreciate the love and support. As always, without further ado, class dismissed. Dismissed.